This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into an episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I am your host, Drew Everhart. We are in the final week of classes here at Trine University. We have finals next week, but, man, we're getting right to the wire, and, um, man, it's going to be a very exciting time for Trine Athletics. Uh, softball is going to have a really exciting end of their season. Everything's coming together, getting ready for conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. So with that, we're going to do a weekly rundown. Ben Wager and I will talk about some softball. Then we have a special interview with Trine Softball's very own Adrian Rosie. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. You're in the storm set. Softball faced Kalamazoo in a doubleheader on Tuesday and split the, the Hornets losing 6-4 and then winning 12-0 in five innings. They then faced Alva on Thursday and won 18-0 and 23-1, both in five innings. They were then at Adrian won 7-0 in both games. They will host Alma on Wednesday and Hope on Saturday. And congrats to Ellie Trine and earning MIAA Athlete of the Week. Women's lacrosse beat Adrian 17-3 on Tuesday and then beat Alma 23-8 on Sunday. They will host St. Mary's on Wednesday and then travel to Albion on Saturday. Women's track and field was in the Little State Championships and 2022 Indiana Invitational on Friday. They will be in the Lancer Invitational on Friday. And congrats to Haley Livingston earning MIAA Track Athlete of the Week. Women's golf was in the Franklin Lady Grizzly Spring Tournament over the weekend and finished third. They will fit, they then finished second at Stephen Tyler Memorial on Monday. Agrabax and Tumbling tra- traveled to Adrian over the weekend and lost to the Bulldogs 244.625 to 234.335 on Saturday. They then beat Stevenson 200.970 to 131.600 on Sunday. Women's tennis swept Olivet 9-0 on Saturday. Men's golf finished first in the NCAA Automatic Qualifier number 2 at Calvin on Tuesday. They then finished second in the NCAA Automatic Qualifier number 3 at Calvin on Wednesday, just missing out on automatic bid. They then finished third in Stephen Tyler Memorial on Monday. Baseball beat Adrian 22-14 on Tuesday. They then split a doubleheader with Calvin on Saturday, losing 7-3 and losing 7-2. Sorry, they won 7-3, then lost 7-2. They then lost 5-4 to Manchester on Sunday before dropping another game to Calvin, 15-5. They will be at Earlham on, on Wednesday, travel to Albion on Saturday, and then host Albion on Sunday. Men's lacrosse lost 13-10 to Albion on Wednesday. They will host Adrian on Tuesday and then travel to Kalamazoo on Saturday. Men's track and field was in the Little State Championships on Friday. They will be in the Lancer Invitational on Friday. Congrats to Grayson Spohn on earning MIAA Athlete of the Week. And finally, men's tennis swept all of that 9-0 on Saturday. All right, time to talk softball. Yes, Back sir. Ben Wangard, as always. Yes, sir. Um, booth. Very interesting week for the softball team. Um, unfortunately, having a loss to Kalamazoo, it's 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 a rough one. Yeah, uh, a little bit, but um, I mean that was the only loss in the. I mean, of all six games that we have to right. cover today, that's the only loss. So, I mean, yeah, it kind of kind of blows a little bit, but. I mean, outside of the conference, Kalamazoo is not a bad team. They have a winning record outside of the conference. Uh, it just so happens that the MIAA is, like, really good. So, right. you know, it is like that. It is a little bit of a disappointment, though, because that was Kalamazoo's first win 
in conference. Yeah, I think that's the main reason why I'm like, mm. this is a rough one. Yeah. Just because, like, you never want to be a team's first win in conference. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's rough. And it certainly makes things difficult for uh, the softball team going forward if they want to make a bid at the uh, national tournament. I mean, it's not it's not out of reach by any means. Still definitely 100% doable, but makes it a little bit more difficult with that extra loss uh, to Kezu. But, I mean, they keep winning other than that, so... If they can keep that up, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, just going through stats, um, Adrian Rosie had a really tough day, had six hits, uh, five runs, only one of them earned, so that's a bright side. Only five strikeouts, gave, giving up a home protect run. Protect the ERA. Yeah, had to protect the ERA. Whole pitching staff uh, kind of gave up a lot of hits. I mean, they gave up 12 overall, which is mm. something that um, we're not it's used not to normal, seeing yeah. at all. A little, a little uncharacteristic. Um I mean, it was just like a really like lots of offense in this game. Uh, Jordan Cook, Kalamazoo's pitcher, who got the win. Yep. She gave up eleven hits, four runs, four like four of them. All four of them were earned. So, um, I guess the bats were just hot for both teams. I suppose like people were just swinging. Maybe they're batting with like tree trunks or something. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. Maybe the maybe the balls were like juiced. Right. <laughs> and you know, if we were if you were listening last week, we were doing a sort of commentary. For that game, so yeah, I mean, our, you know that Amanda Prather hit a double. Yep, established. Mando. Ellie Trine hit a double. Scarlett Elliott had two. Taylor Murdoch with a home run. Taylor Murdoch with two RBIs. Amanda Prather with an RBI and Lexi Clark with an RBI. On fielding side, Lexi Clark with an error, and then Ashley Swart and Amanda Prather both part of a double play, which is not something we've seen a ton of. We don't, this team hasn't yeah, really turned that many plays. that many double plays. I mean, they haven't really. Had to all that often. Right. The, well, the when no staff, one gets yeah, on yeah. base, there's the pitching staff does a good enough job that you don't really have to turn to all that often. But I mean, that was good to see uh, Mando to sword out. Um, happy for Lexi too, uh, getting in on the scoring action, getting herself an RBI. Um, yeah, this was just a, a rough game, uh, top to bottom. Don't know what it was. Maybe it was just like something in the water. Well, honestly, it doesn't make sense. It was kind of a fluke because the next game, yeah, the next we're game, get to here in a second, yeah. uh, kind of the complete opposite result. You know, we talked about this where it's like baseball and softball are one of those weird sports where it's just like they don't an make off any sense. game. It just happens every now and then. It does, and it'll be to in the weirdest circumstances, mm-hmm. and it's just it was one of those things. Speaking of game two, trying going back, winning twelve to zero. Over the Hornets, Ellie trying for double. Scarlett Elliott with a home run. Emma Byer with a home run. She's really been coming on. She's been getting more and more at bats in the season. Mm, she's been crushing yeah, it. She's been, she's been, uh, I don't know. She's been swinging a hot bat recently. Ainsley Phillips with an RBI. Ashley Swart out with two. Scarlett Elliott with three. Amanda with two, and Emma Byer with three. And then base running, Ellie Trine and Emily Whedon each with a stolen base and a Keppel with the win. Five hits, no runs, obviously zero earned, no walks, three strikeouts. Just a heck of a day for Yeah, I mean, this was like, it's just like a complete, like, completely opposite from the first game. Trying to still give up 11 hits, or they had 11 hits, sorry, Kalamazoo gave up 11 hits. Kalamazoo only had five, no runs scored. So, you know, complete game shutout for Anna Keppel. So, good stuff, Anna. Mercy rule. And like I know this is frustrating. I talked to um well, I talked to Adrian about it. Um and I've talked to uh I talked to uh, Lauren Clausen as well, and they both were like, you know, it's just kind of frustrating because like they knew that they were capable of beating like sweeping the series with Kamazoo, and then you lose the first game, okay, whatever, but then you come out and you mercy rule them the second game. That's kind of just like, well, why couldn't we just 
do this both times? Like why? Like what? What? What changed? But um, I don't know. They made an adjustment. They came back. Came back hot. I mean, obviously they got the job done. That's all that matters. The last thing that this team would have needed would be to be swept by Kalamazoo. So at least they split. Uh, which I mean, I mean that's the best you could ask for uh, after the first game. Right. I mean, obviously we all know that they were hoping for a sweep. I mean, they always want to sweep every series. Duh, Coach yeah. D doesn't like to lose. If he did, he wouldn't be one of the greatest coaches in Division Three softball. Yep. But, no, nah, I mean, just a lot of scoring, lots of offense. Um, maybe a little bit of a revenge game. Maybe Coach D wanted to run up the score. I don't know. Never know. I think – never know with Coach D. With all of them, you're like – you just think, it's like, man, I wonder if it's a personal vendetta against a certain team because they just keep scoring more and more. But oh, I mean, well, yeah, just, we can get to the personal vendetta here in a second. That's the next yeah, series. But I mean, like, if the bats are hot, bats are hot. Nothing mm. you can do. You're not gonna. You're just not not gonna tell your players to just hey, stop swinging. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's related to this, but like, just in general, like, it just doesn't really make sense to me why people get mad when they're getting like destroyed. Like, I okay, like I understand, like it can get unsportsmanlike like to a point, but like that's more so like in like maybe like football, like you're up fifty and then you're throwing like streaks down the field like yeah. that's different but like in softball and baseball if your team's hot what are you gonna tell them to do just not swing right. at the like wait like just don't swing at the ball like it's not really their fault that they took it yard like well it was that thing with like fernando tatis last year yeah where he swung on a three three oh or three one um it was something like that it was he like, was no, he was quote, up in the like, count and they were up quotes, by eight. unwritten rules of baseball or whatever yeah and it's just like well that's an unwritten rule it's like well but everyone was saying is like is the other team not going to try to win? No, they're going to try and yeah. once they get back in the count, they're going to try and strike you out. They're mm-hmm. going to try and come back and win. So, like, just play how you're going to play. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, like, yes, it can get on sports. Like, there's some cases where, like, maybe score or running up the scores, like, a little bit like, all right. Like, you know, like, peewee football, there's no need for your peewee football team to be another team by 70. That's just, <laughs> like, not okay. But, like, here at, like, the college level and especially at the professional level, like, if you don't want them to score, then how about you stop them? And if you can't stop them, then you just got to take your licks because, you know, yeah. that's just how it is. Because <laughs> Sometimes if, you just got to get – If ran. someone won't uh, punish you like that, someone eventually will. Yeah, it's just, you know, maybe one like, – maybe there's one coach be like, you know, we're not going to rub the score. We'll just take a knee here. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's like a whole other debate that yeah. we can get into. Um, yeah, 12-zip. I mean, at least there's like the mercy rule in softball, so – if a team's getting slapped, they don't got to get slapped for seven innings. Right. Which I know uh, Josh Hornbacher definitely appreciates yeah. <laughs> not having to broadcast a game that's been over since the third inning. Which is what is exactly what happened in this next series with Olivet. <laughs> that game was over basically before it even started. I mean, wow. Yeah. Um, game one, Trine wins 18-0. to zero. So uh, Trine was up 4-0 in the first inning. Then they score eight. In the second inning, five in the third, one in the fourth, and then they just didn't in the fifth inning because they ended the game after that. Yeah, they didn't get to uh, – well, they didn't have to bat because they were up by a million points. Yeah, insane. Oh, by the way, a uh, shout-out, uh, Will Schultz. He finally did a game. Yeah, Will Schultz. Let's go, buddy. The curse is broken. Now that I said that the next game he's on is definitely getting postponed. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, he got his one. He finally got one in. Let's it's go, It's not Will. his fault anymore. But um, I'm still going to blame him, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we always will. Is that obviously? (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, on Trine's offensive end, this, this is long, so get ready. Ellie Trine with a double. Mercedes Darty with two doubles. Asher Swartout had a double. Amanda Prather with one herself. And then Emma Beyer with two. Mercedes Darty had a home run along with Asher Swartout and Scarlett Elliott. In terms of RBIs, Ellie Trine had one. Taylor Murdoch had one. Emily Wheaton had one. Mercedes Darty had three. Asher Swartout had three. Elliott had one. Amanda had two. Emma Beyer had three. And Anna Gill with one of her own. Anna Keppel with the win in three innings. One hit, zero runs, only one walk, two strikeouts, and Adrian Rosie came in and closed it with one walk and three strikeouts. That's um, that's a beatdown. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm looking at the uh, the pitches to strikes. Anna Keppel threw 37 pitches, 24 of them were strikes. Adrian Rosie only had four balls. She went 30 pitches with 22 strikes. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So I mean, they're throwing heat, yeah. flamethrowers. I mean that. I mean, what is there even to say about this game, Drew? Like, you know, yeah, let's just move on. Well, to, the, the next game's even to, worse. Yeah, let's move on <laughs> to the twenty-three to one. Yeah. Hey, all they got one. I wonder how um, excited all of that was because oh, well, it was five-one at the end of the first yeah. inning. They're like, oh, we, I mean, it's. I mean, they scored five. I mean, we're in this. Yeah. So this was <laughs> like, um, this was the game that Will and I were on, and uh, yeah, let's go, Will. Shout out. Um, yeah, Trine comes up and just hangs five right right off the bat. Hangs five. No pun intended. I didn't mean that. Right off the bat. Ha-ha. Anyways. <laughs> um, so they put up five runs right away. And so Will and I are like, oh, brother, you know, here we go again. Right? Like, we just saw the score of the last game. What's going to happen here? They score a run. And at the end of the first inning, I remember, we like, we go to a break I'm like, well, we might actually have a game here. And then in the second inning, Trine proceeds to score four more runs and then eight in the third. And then I was like, just never mind. Yeah. This was not going to be a game. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I thought that. But 23 runs on 20 hits. Yeah, it was just like, it just got to the point where I was like, every time they swing, they're just going to hit it. Like, yeah. Every time they swing the bat, they could have their eyes closed. They could have an arm tied behind their back and their eyes closed and still probably smack a double. Yeah. Like, it was just crazy. Um Again for stats. Yeah. All right, Ben, you can take a rest here. It's gonna be a while. All right, Anna Gill with a double along with Scarlett Elliott, Emma Byer, Angelina Perry, and Lexi Clark. Taylor Murdoch with a triple. Home runs for Giselle Riley, Emma Byer, and Lexi Clark, and then RBIs. Ellie Trine with one, Anna Gill with two, Murdoch with one, Darty with one, Giselle Riley with one, Scarlett Elliott with two, Amanda Prayfer with five, Emma Byer with four, Angelina Perry with two, Lexi Clark with four. We got to talk about the Lexi Clark home run. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was – Yeah, that so, was <laughs> – So for those of you guys who don't know, Lexi Clark, uh, she's a slapper. Yeah. So she, she bats she's left-handed. She's a cheat code for yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So she comes up to bat, bases are loaded, and I'm like, all right, she's going to lay down a slap. Somehow she managed to slap this ball straight down the first baseline and it rolled all the way out to the fence. So, like, everyone's moving. She's rounding second. I'm looking at Will. I'm like, dude, she's going to go to – like, she's going to get, a, like, a RBI – like, three RBI triple. No, <laughs> Coach G just sends her from third, and I was like, "No way!" <laughs> the little league home run, literally the inside the park grand slam yeah. <laughs> for Lexi. I was, dude, that was the play of the game for me. I was like, Will and I were just like, "What? What just happened?" Like, yeah. it was, oh man. And that was after I can't remember what inning it was in, but all I know is that by that point the game was already over. And right, it just like, made it, it that was, more yeah. insane. I mean, also that Taylor Murdoch triple was. I mean, she had like really good placement on that. She kind of surprised she made it because. If I remember correctly, it went out towards left field, so you would think like she would stop at stop at two, but no, she just 
legged it out, I guess. And then, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. This was just, this game, man, it was like. Yeah. Elizabeth was, Cook granted the win, by the way. Let's go E. And Shout out she, E. She had four hits, one run. It, it was earned. One walk and a strikeout. Lauren Clawson came in to finish the game. One hit, four strikeouts. Yeah, Lauren came in. She was like, well, we. I was talking about this as well during the game. Like E, like, um, not as much, uh, not as much speed on her pitches, but oh my goodness, the movement on some of her pitches was filthy. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was nasty. And then uh, she gets pulled after the uh, after the third inning. Pull Lauren in, and it's the, a complete juxtaposition. Lauren throws. She throws like, straight heat. Yeah, like absolute just laser. She got a cannon for an arm. And so she comes in, and she's just pounding the strike zone. And the whole time, Will and I were like, is this even necessary? Like, they, honestly, I think they just should have had, like, they should have had, like, Mercedes coming in pitch or something. <laughs> Position player pitching. You love to see it. Yeah. Actually, I would I would like to see it, but I mean, uh, good game all around by the by the team. Obviously, never going to complain about a twenty three to one win. Right, shellacking. Oh, and by the way, I did the math. I, I tweeted this out. Uh, so, in the Olivet series, in a total of ten innings, Tryon scored forty one runs, which I feel like has to be a record. It might not be because I'm pretty sure they've done this before. Yeah, I think. I think I might have checked it actually. I think that there was another series where they had forty one. I was gonna say I think I think so yeah, they they won the series forty one to one. Mm-hmm. They won by forty points. Which is incredible. Well, it was St. Mary's, put, it was the exact score, forty yeah. Forty yeah, the one, yeah. So forty one one. I'm just so in twenty innings they have scored eighty two runs. Yeah. And allowed two. That is like I mean, I'm not even sure if I can wrap my head around that, to be honest. No. That's, like, not even fair. Like, that's, like, that's what I would expect to happen if you had, like, a like like a triple-A team come and play, like, a high school team. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, I mean, granted, you know, no shade. I'm just going to call it as I see it. Olivet, not the greatest team. 2-21. and 21, uh, uh, Total, like, overall, 0-14 in the MIAA, so... Not great. St. Mary's isn't very much better. Right. But and still, the point still stands. 82 runs with only two allowed. Yeah, and I mean, you'll hear us in the interview when we talk about with Adrian Rosie. Just, um, you still have to prepare for those yeah, games yeah. the same way. Because, like, um, we didn't want to directly say it during the interview, but we knew, hey, all of that's not that big of an issue. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just the way I think, like, I mean, you see this with like like some of the other teams. Women's basketball comes to mind. Like, they prepare for every single game like it's the national championship. Yeah. Like Olivet to them was the national championship, and then it was Adrian was the national championship, and now it's Alma that they're getting ready for, which will actually be a series. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. Won't be a complete. Yeah, the end of the like, softball season is crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're getting so much softball action now because like it got all pushed back, so now we just are squeezing in games. Yeah. Because you know, Mother Nature hates Will Schultz. Yeah, <laughs> Mother Nature does not like Will Schultz. Mother Nature did not want Will to do a softball game at all costs. She was not about it, and Will weathered the storm. And we got to do it was the, like most the most boring game. Yeah, but it was the most beautiful day. Oh, it was. It was so gorgeous. Uh, I remember. Um, well, I practiced right before it. 
so like we worked out we worked out outside. It was super nice out. Walked over to the to the field, like the sun was shining. A little windy, but now it's just a nice day. And uh, it's always a good day when trying softball is blowing people out of the water like this. Like this is just like I'm just looking at the score. I'm like, man. Like, and the thing is, everyone played. It's not even like Coach D like kept the starters in to run up the score. He put, I think, right. everybody on the roster played. Yeah. Well, everyone that dressed played, as far as I know. Maybe like one or two players didn't get in. But I think, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone got some PT of some sort, whether yeah, it was like pinch running or. Anna Gill came in. Emily Wheaton, we never really see her get at bats. She had two at bats in this yeah. game. We usually see her as a pinch runner. Uh, Mackenzie Roming, Rominger, am I saying that mm-hmm. right? I think so. Came in, had an at bat. Uh, just Emerson Haney came in for a pinch hit. Just uh, Agent Rosie even got a pinch hit. Oh yeah, Emerson came in and uh, well, she she came in to slap and then she got walked. Uh, and then Adrian Rosie, don't know what gives. Adrian, one at bat, one strikeout. What are we doing here, Drippy Rose? <laughs> you know the thing is, and you'll hear in the P. interview. O. I I tell her like, oh, I mean, when you're preparing for Alma, you're obviously not gonna see the other pitcher in the box. Yeah. And then she proves me wrong by I wonder if she went to coach and like, hey, can I uh, can I get in the box for one I mean, time? Why not? I mean it, just uh, just to prove me wrong. Probably. I mean at that point in the game, it was already like I think it was, she came in, she got her at bat in the fourth inning. Um came in, she struck out, whole team had a laugh. Cause, you know, Adrian Rosie, you know, when I think Adrian, I don't think batter. No offense, Adrian, but right. I think pitcher, PO, you know, pitcher only, <laughs> designated pitcher only. <laughs> but um, no, it was just uh, this was it was a fun game to call, especially because it was it was Will's first game. He yeah. did re- he did a really good job. So looking forward to doing more games with him next year. Absolutely, Will is he's gonna be very good. I want to get with him on some baseball because he played baseball and like well obviously like baseball knowledge will like transfer over to softball, yeah. but like I would like to hear what he has to say about uh, baseball. So. Might have to get on. Uh, there's still some games left this season, so I might see if he wants to do it again. There's the always game. opportunity. I'm excited. It's just it's just how you want to balance your work. And yeah. Because like I knew going into this season, I was like, I have like a eight-page paper to write. I mm. won't have that much time to do softball throughout the week. So yeah. every time there's a Saturday game, I'm like, yes, I will do that one. Be there for the so- for the game. And, yeah, I mean, it was tough. Uh, thankful that my track coach was, like, very supportive because, like mm. I told her, I was like, do broadcasting. Hold up. Is that Andy? I thought he just. No, it's not. Uh, I thought it, I just saw him really come my eye. Um, very supportive. Like I told her, like, hey, like on Wednesday, doing the Olivet game. Actually, this was Thursday. Um, she was like super cool with it. She let me go for practice early. So shout out Coach Conway. Um, honestly, I mean, I admit, I wouldn't have missed very much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just. Not the most exciting game. I mean, it's always exciting when trying wins, but like sometimes when it's like that, you're almost like it's just you start to take it for granted, man. You start you see how much we score, you're just like, oh man, we scored again. Oh, like it's just not as exciting. But that's not gonna be the case for the rest of the season. Well, we haven't even we still have another series to talk about, but this the Alma and Hope series are both at home. That's gonna be That is going to be a tilt. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're getting ready for those games. Um, ben, you're well. You're on the call for both series. Yes, sir, I'm on the game tomorrow. You're on the call. Well, I guess the today. Game. 
because this episode will come out tomorrow, right? Yes. So today I'm on yeah. the call. And then Saturday we have a game, last uh, home game of the year potentially. Depends, depends on if depends on the results. What all shakes out in the mm-hmm. MIAA? There could be more home games. I mean, it is doable. We could definitely see some more home games. It's a, it's a tight race uh, for the for the conference. We were trying to do the math before recording, and uh, I'm still dizzy from doing yeah, all that. Um, hold on, let me see if I can find. Wait, we'll just go look on their website. Hope College softball. While you look for that, I'm going to talk about the Adrian series. Trying went on the road to Adrian, winning 7-0 to zero in the first game. Uh, absolute domination. Adrian Rosie, complete game, shutout, three Ooh. hits, seven strikeouts. Actually, and pitched all seven innings because it was 7-0. Run rules after eight. Uh, Batting-wise, Scarlett Elliott a home run. RBI is going to Taylor Murdoch, Ashley Swartout, Scarlett Elliott, and Ainsley Phillips. Sack fly for Taylor Murdoch. Base running, Ellie trying to three stolen bases. Taylor Murdoch had one for um, Darty had one. Emily Wheaton had two. Emerson Haney had one. Giselle Riley had one. Lexi Clark had one. And Ainsley Phillips got caught stealing. Double play for Mercedes Darty and Ashley Swartout. Yes, sir. Just, Mercedes uh, AMG. <laughs> Mercedes Benz. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't mind me calling her that. I think she'll be all right. <laughs> there's we'll worse, find there's, out eventually. When. There's uh, worse car brands to be nicknamed after. Yeah. Like Fiat. <laughs> Just throwing shade at Fiat for no reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go again. <laughs> all going off the rails again. It just... It just it happens, man. It's been such a, like, a long semester that it's just like my brain's kind of fried. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know why, man. Here we are getting off topic, but like, I just feel like the semester has just been, first semester went like super fast, and the second semester has just been like dragging right. along. It feels like school should have been over like three weeks ago. We still have like two Dude, weeks ago. I know. <laughs> because I, <laughs> and, you, and you know, finals week is going to feel like a month. Yeah, I was, who was I talking to in the calf just now? Um, man, I don't remember. I saw one of my buddies from SIGEP in the, in the calf, and I was just like, Dude, it's only Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, what I think I said was, man, this has been a long week. And then he looked at me and I was like, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, it feels like it should be Thursday. It really does. And right now it's getting to the point where like your classes are starting to slow down. And it's just like. You know, it's getting getting ready for finals. So everything's like ramping up. You got to start studying yeah. or whatever. And just, so it's like all those uh, class periods feel 10 times longer just because there's not as much material being taught at you. Not like, Nanny Brown's like class. Like thrown at you? That is true. Well, Nanny Brown keeps it electric all right. day. Except for like, well, sometimes, sometimes the energy's lacking a little bit. <laughs> no offense, Andy. <laughs> I feel comfortable saying that. That's my boy. <laughs> I wouldn't say that about just any professor. I feel like I can be honest about Andy. <laughs> right. It's my dog. Um, <laughs> in, in game two of Adrian trying, uh, same result. Just seven to zero once again. Amanda Prather with a double. I mean, it was guaranteed at that point. Uh, home yeah, run, please. Taylor Murdoch, RBI, three RBIs for Taylor Murdoch, one for Darty, one for Sword Out, two for Amanda, Sack Fly for Ashley. Sword Out, and then uh, caught stealing was Emily Whedon, Anna Keppel with the win in five innings pitched, two hits, no runs, two strikeouts. Then Lauren Clawson came in to close with one hit. 
one walk, two strikeouts, and two innings. Just uh, I don't I don't know what to say. It was like Adrian is one of those teams where you're just on there is the bottom of the league. There, uh, I feel like Adrian's is, and this kind of goes for like all sports, really. Adrian's is one of those teams where it's like, I mean. They're better at some sports than others, obviously. Their hockey team is amazing. But, like, every time we play Adrian, it's just always, like, of all the teams that could upset Trine, I always feel like Adrian's, like, top of the list. Like, yeah. every, in every sport, I'm always, like, if there's one team that's going to upset us, it would be Adrian. Right, because they're a team where, I mean, you still have to prepare for them, obviously, we yeah. we're talking about. But, I mean, they're always in, like, the middle of mm-hmm. conference. And, like, at minimum, they're always in the middle. Yeah. And it's just, they're always tough to deal with. Never really know what's going to happen in those games because it's a big rivalry. I mean, it is in football. I don't Board think it's the same in basketball. I feel like it's like a big thing in football, but I feel like outside of football, everyone would say so. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, football doesn't like hope either, but. Well, that and uh, I think Adrian, it's probably more of a, not, I won't want to say rivalry because Adrian is just, I mean, they're really good, but I mean, the, yeah. the games are always competitive against mm-hmm. trying. And I don't know. I think part of it plays into, or like part of what plays into that is like, I think Adrian is the closest school to us in the MIAA, other than St. Mary's. I think they that might be. That makes sense. They might be. I don't know. I don't really know the geography of the MIAA. I know. No, I, th- I think Adrian's the closest. I mean, it's called the Border Ball Trophy uh, for a reason. Right. So you would think. Um, yeah, always got to take the Bulldogs seriously. They're uh, like, Sort of like a jack of all trades. I mean, they have their they have like their moments. There's like sometimes where they're just like freaks. I mean, obviously they're really good at baseball. Yeah, and their hockey team is ridiculously good for no reason. Dude, I don't. I don't understand. Like stupid Adrian's good hockey program. Like, I didn't even know Adrian had a hockey team. And then when we played Adrian, I come to find out that they're number two in the country. Yeah, I was like, where did this come from? Like, I mean, there's one of those schools that just. I mean, there's a reason that. Uh, it's a rivalry. I mean, that's how you make a rivalry. You got to be competitive because I'll tell you what, there's a reason that Trine doesn't call Kalamazoo their rivals. Right. I can't no confirm. No offense, Kalamazoo. Right. I can't confirm that Adrian is the closest, even compared to St. Mary's. Oh, really? There it is compared to South Bend. I was going to say, I guess St. Like Mary's is like an hour and 20-ish. Hour yeah. 30. South Bend is long drive from here like longer than what you would think yeah it's it's weird because like i'm not that like wow like where i'm from like the closest big i'm doing air quotes big city is yeah. south bend and like i'm only an hour from here mm-hmm. so like i don't know i guess i'm i'm well i'm further away from south bend than like say like elkhart and then like well mishawak is essentially part it's, of south it's bend, south bend. I mean, yeah basically yeah, and then you have notre dame share. indiana these yeah. pretentious people who are like <laughs> Notre Dame, Indiana. No, dude, you're just in South Bend, bro. Please <laughs> miss me with that. I don't live in Trine, Indiana. Right. I live in Angola yeah. and go to Trine University. And you live in South Bend and you go to Notre Dame University. I mean, schools love to do that, though. I mean, not to the level of saying Notre Dame, Indiana, but like West Lafayette is just Purdue. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bloomington is like the definition of a college town. Like, yeah. without IU, I don't think Bloomington is even half the size right. it is right now. And like now. East Lansing is just the campus of yeah because you have lansing and then east lansing. and then east lansing is just michigan state yeah. so i mean i guess because notre dame is a gigantic school i mean mm-hmm. they're huge and they have a beautiful campus but like 
Well, I wonder, is St. Mary's technically located in South Bend, or are they located in Notre Dame, Indiana? I think that they're at, like, when you look it up, it says Notre Dame, Indiana. Because, like, they are literally, like, right across the street from the school, but I don't know, like, where, like, the, so, the proverbial border is, you know? I think that their thing says Notre Dame, Indiana. I was about to- that's a cop-out. I was about to type (laughs) it on the computer in front of me, but I realized that the uh, keyboard would be way too loud for that. The (laughs) do-do-do-do. St. Mary's, uh, Indiana. Maybe St. Mary's has their yeah. own. Maybe they're their own town. It says Notre Dame, Indiana. Okay, I figured. Because they are like literally like. Yeah, okay, well, now, now I have another question now, while we're off the topic. Um, so, like, is Notre Dame, Indiana, like, how would you define, like, is that a township? Is it just called Notre Dame because it's the campus of Notre Dame? Is it a, is it a village? Well, how like what is that classified as? Well, township is like bigger than a town itself. Yeah, because it's like a bunch of little towns, yeah. like all located together. Uh, I would can oh man, when you get into what's considered like a city or not or a town, because I'm from places where like I mean it's not that big, but they'll still call it a city. So I think it's just whoever is whatever it's up to. Let's do our research. I would consider it. The thing is just like Notre Dame is huge. Yeah, they are huge. Okay. So, um, it says, according to Wikipedia, okay, don't come at me and don't like, you know, don't come at my neck because this isn't for scholarly, scholarly research. And there's people who fact check Wikipedia. Oh, well here, if you, this is, hold on. Well, I have now two sources, neither of which seem all that scholarly, but who cares? Who cares? Uh, it says, Notre Dame is a census-designated place. Really? North of the city of South Bend. And then well, the, the top result from worldpopulationreview.com says, Notre Dame is a city located in Indiana. Notre Dame has huh. a 2020 population of 6,646 people. That makes sense. Because, I mean, the students, well, how many, how many the students don't live there full time. They're not there yeah, on the that's census. True. That's true. That is true. Well, I mean, shoot. How? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. I mean, we're just so far off the rails at this point. I don't even care anymore. We've already talked uh, about all the softball six, games. Six, so. six. Okay. So we're going to add student body population of Notre Dame. Okay. So when school is in session, Notre Dame, Indiana has a population of 15,520 people. Because 8,874, there's, well, a total of 8,874 students from the fall of 2020. The campus size is 1,265 acres. If you're not from the, in the, if you're not from the Midwest, that means absolutely nothing to you. I'm from the Midwest and it still means nothing to me. So I'm just saying, man, I highly doubt that they sell land by the acre in California. Also, I how much of it? I think they do. <laughs> I think that's a standard okay, thing. Okay. I mean, yes, but like. Look, man. I don't like got, when you're in a I city, like an acre yeah, doesn't matter. I don't got the dough to buy an acre of land in California. <laughs> no, I, very few people do. Like, I just, I mean, if you can afford an acre of land in California, man, you've made it. Like, you won. Yeah. Just buy an acre of land and then don't put anything on it. <laughs> just just so you, just, just so you have the deed, you know, like the property deed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I own an acre of land in California. What about you? Oh, you own one in Kansas. Yeah. I remember when I was poor. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> nah, man, it's just like, <laughs> no. I mean, that's low-key, like, fat. I mean, how many acres do you think Trident Campus is? Uh, I, we talked about this in one of my classes. I cannot remember. It was more than what I would have thought because, I. well, I mean, you count the golf course. Mm, which is, like, probably half of the total <laughs> size. Uh, 400 acres. Yeah. So, like, not as big as Notre Dame. <laughs> Surprise, really? surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> really? Yo, by the way, this is also, I mean, it's more on topic than this conversation because it's relating to trying sports. But um, Indiana Wesleyan, we were down there for a meet uh, this past weekend. Yeah, this past weekend. Sorry, I had to stop and think there for a second. They have a beautiful campus. And it's, like, actually, like, really big. For, like, an NAI school, in Notre, I think, other than Notre Dame, I think they might be the biggest private school in the state. Like... I mean, that could be completely false. Yeah, I don't but, know you. You know. I think they might be. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, they have they have a huge campus, and their their track facility was so nice, and their football stadium was like. I saw oh that. I saw goodness. on your Snapchat you had that football stadium. You said you were going to transfer. Dude. Which, please don't, by the way. Look, man. No, nah, I couldn't do that. Because, like, <laughs> reasons. But. Uh, in there, in there. Well, dude, we found. Um, so like while we were there for the meet, we got there like super early for some reason. Like we were at the meet before Iwu was at the meet. Like their students, like their athletes, <laughs> were still in class when we got there. So it's just trying sitting at the Indiana Wesleyan track. And so we walk over to the football stadium because it's right next to us. It was me and some of the other jumpers. And we're just looking around, low key maybe trespassing. I don't know if that's an admission of guilt, but. I mean, they didn't, it wasn't closed. Like, the fence was open, you know? And, like, there were people there, and they didn't tell us to leave, so I think we're fine. But, um, so we're just chilling, and then we hear someone, like, yelling at us from, like, the stands. We're like, what? We look over. Two of the guys who throw on the team are in the press box just leaning out the window, like, waving at us. Like, how did you get <laughs> in the press box? Like, how did you guys get up there? And then um, there was, like, a big, like, slope from, like, the sidewalk down because, like, their stadium or, like, the field is, like, in – lower yeah. in the ground or whatever and then the stands and there's like this just turf hill that goes down like probably for like seating or whatever but in a big old sign right there at this, on the fence by the field it says no running or sliding on turf and so naturally we had to slide down the turf oh, no. <laughs> I mean like we couldn't slide very fast but like it was low key like really steep like if I sat there in my sweatpants like I would just slowly like right slide down the hill uh, and then we I mean that whole stadium was beautiful we hopped the fence, got on the field, uh, and then we were gonna go in the weight room. And but then we, we went in the weight room, and there were people lifting in there, and we promptly turned on our heels and left because <laughs> we're all wearing Trine University gear, right? Like, duh. Yeah. But I don't rem- uh, really remember where I was going with this. Oh yeah, so I think they're like the second biggest <laughs> private school. In- <laughs> Dude, Josh is gonna hate us, man. <laughs> He's gonna look at this and be like. Did you guys even talk about sports? <laughs> I think this is just a daily thing now. This is just like every time we record, it's just going to go off the rails. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at like staying like on topic. Like this is just like, I mean, if you guys really wondered what goes on in Ben's head, it's, this is basically how my head sounds. It's like, all right, we're on track, we're on track, we're on track. And now we're just completely distracted. And it's just, we're never getting back on track. <laughs> Or, like, I might get back on track for, like, five minutes. Right. 
Oh, speaking of track, <laughs> shout out Evie Miller. Yeah. Freak oh athlete. God. Shout out Evie Miller. Uh, she, uh, this past weekend, while the rest of the team was being scrubs, you know, racing against NAIA, Evie was at a Division One meet uh, in Bloomington. She came in second place in the women's 3,000-meter steeplechase. Uh, the only person beating her was an athlete from Notre Dame. I don't remember her name. She ran like six seconds faster than Evie. But the time that Evie ran was good for second all-time in Division Three women's steeplechase. And Crazy. So, I mean... I guess, like, you know, like, I don't even know, like, it's so, it's weird to say that I'm used to it, like, used to seeing this level of greatness, but, like, man, she is good. Like, she is not just good. She is great. Right. Um, it's just the whole track team. Just oh, she good. also, she also won uh, the United States Track and Field Cross Country Association, whatever, like, the. Yeah. the Yeah, she also won the. She's the first women's track and field athlete to win National Athlete of the Week. Wow. So, <laughs> oh yeah, here it is. This is the acronym. USTFCCCA. United States Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association, I think. I think. Maybe they should have chosen a better acronym. But also, shout out Haley Livingston. Mm-hmm. She broke the 100-meter hurdle and the 400-meter hurdle record. Jake Gladio is just doing Jake Gladio things as always. Valerie O'Bear doing Valerie O'Bear things. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm kind of hesitant to say this because we saw the Kalamazoo game went when we were oh, no. calling it. But what are you gonna do? Look, all I'm saying is when you when you do the numbers and you crunch when you put in the the times and the the completely like everyone's PR in the entire conference when you put them in right now. The Tryon men's track and field team is projected to win outdoor conference by like 100 points. And women's is projected to win by like 30. I don't think you're going too far off of the... I don't think so either. Yeah, because you did this for winter. And, yeah, and, and, and indoor... And it was true. Yeah, and indoor, we were, yeah, we're, we were projected to win by 100 points. And our coach was like, all right, just because we're projected to win by 100 points does not mean we're going to win by 100 points. It's going to be a close one. And then like halfway through the meet, it was already over. <laughs> we were like... We could have, like, I mean, I think, like, the last two events of the indoor conference meet, we could have just scratched all of our runners right. and still won. Like, I think second place probably could have taken first, second, and third and still not had enough points, <laughs> which is just absolutely insane to me how good the track and field program is here. I mean, I don't know what there's to say. Drew yeah, is breaking his microphone. It does this all the time. <laughs> but, um... You're going to have to deal with it at some point, which I, I want to talk about. Um, this will be my last episode as um, host, Boo. as like main host, because obviously Ben has been co-host for the past few months. Yeah, you guys are you guys are mine now. <laughs> so ben You're in my be, world now. <laughs> ben will be taking over. Uh, he'll be in charge of next week's episode, in which he's already got some stuff lined up for that. Yes, be sir. Very exciting. Very excited. But um, it's gonna be crazy, man. Oh, also, sorry to interrupt you, Drew. But uh, <laughs> shout out Grayson Spoon. Oh yes. Uh, Haley won women's track athlete of the week for the MIAA, and Grayson won the men's. I believe that is his first. Dude is a freak. Our whole hurdles crew, Jake, uh, Grayson, and Evan Selby are awesome dogs. So I just it just popped up on my screen, so I wanted to get that out of the way. Shout out Grayson. Good stuff, my boy. Keep balling. Absolutely. Congratulations. But um, 
I'm excited for the future of Storm Center. Uh, ben is... You shouldn't be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. I mean, ben, I can, but... Ben's going to do a great job with it. I know he's just going to kill it. Uh, I'll still be here as long as Ben has me back. I hope that... Absolutely not, Drew. You're never coming. <laughs> this is your last episode. Retired. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, man. I mean, I kind of think that, like, for next year, it's probably just going to be the same format, honestly. It's probably just going to be this. Yeah, it's just that. I guess we'll switch chairs, maybe. Yeah, we're going to switch chairs. Uh, you'll be Which in charge doesn't affect of, anything for you guys, just yeah. for. So Ben will be in charge of the uh, Twitter account. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. Let's go. <laughs> Twitter fingers. <laughs> and, um,. This is going to be ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so with that, uh, yeah, Ben will be in charge of next week's episode. And Our viewer count is, or our listener count is going to drop, like, negative. We're going to have negative <laughs> listeners. People are going to be actively unlistening to the podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know. It'll be a fun time, Drew. Um, expect maybe somewhat new format. I don't know. I've already talked to you about this. You don't have to do it exactly. I think... Well, I mean, while we're just talking about it right now, I think we'll keep the fit, same format for the rest of the year, and then uh, maybe those summer we'll I'll do some brainstorming. Who knows? That's a long ways away. I don't want to think about August yet. Right. It's not even June. It's not even May. Yeah. School's still going, bro. Gosh <laughs> darn it, man. This is man. I think the first my first order of business is to make Trine Storm Center the official Trine Broadcasting Network podcast. <laughs> Gonna have to clear that one with Andy and Josh. <laughs> and a bunch of other people. No, 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 no. They can no. Just Andy and Josh. <laughs> Maybe Cisco. Just because I want to talk to Cisco. Or or uh, Christian Jones. He's pretty cool, I guess. I still owe Christian a coffee. He told me uh I went to COVID testing. I got no tangent. Here we go. Uh, I went to COVID testing. Um I don't even know, like two months ago. And I had a coffee from Centennial, like the coffee shop here on campus. And uh, he just looks at me. He's like, well, where's mine? And I was like, well, I didn't get you one. <laughs> he's like, well, you didn't you didn't think about what if what if Christian wanted one? I was like, to be honest with you, no, I did not think about the Christian. <laughs> he's like, oh, how self-centered of you, Ben. <laughs> so now every time I see him, he's like, where's my coffee, Ben? I'm like, dude, the Centennial's right there, bro. Just go get your own. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. No, nah, I'm just Chris. Flex cash yeah. is precious around here. You can't just. I low key need to burn the rest of my flex. I think I got like 20, 20 flex dollars left, so I got to burn that. Not let it go to waste. I mean, you know, might as well use it. I'm gonna buy out the Centennial. Yeah. Just buy all their coffee. I'm just gonna the next time they have M M&M and M cookies from Depot, it's gonna buy all of them. Those cookies are so good. Maybe I'll just get like six burritos. <laughs> you could do that. And then just hate my life while I'm on the toilet for <laughs> six hours straight. Dude, you know what? Maybe that's just TMI. This is maybe, maybe my first episode next year will be a food review. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat in the microphone, just smack it. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna take the uh, take the pop filter off too, so you guys really get the full experience. <laughs> Dude, oh my goodness, bro! It is going to be one heck of a ride next year. Um, yeah, I already got uh, got an interview lined up for next week, so. Yep. If, you know, well, we kind of got ghosted, Drew. We didn't get ghosted. Let's, we just got left on delivery. Yeah, I don't. We're not going to say any names. I mean, the week is still young. We never know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Maybe I should get on 
said person. It's nothing. Don't. <laughs> it's it's like, okay. I'm gonna yell at them. It's I'm gonna go to practice. And be like, hey, if we did that for every person that that, that we asked for an interview and didn't respond, we would not get interviews at all. Oh yeah, that's true. Be like, hey, there's those two. You know, I can't say that. It's not safe for work. Never mind. Those two. <laughs> Look, man, just a phrase I had in my mind. I was just. I don't really just feel like getting censored right now. <laughs> yeah, so, um, <laughs> yo, then please don't, um, go up to that person because I might, if in your future, when you're trying to get interviews, some, and you try to go for someone from the same team, they'll be like, yeah, I don't know if you should. He's kind <laughs> of weird. Yeah. He's kind of weird. He, he like kind of harassed me. Yeah, he followed me around for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's just like everywhere I was, I yeah. saw him and I was just concerned. It was, it was like, it's for a podcast. I'm like, he, he like really hounds after you if you don't respond. <laughs> well, there's a fix to that. Just answer our emails. <laughs> All, you know, even if you don't want to do that. I do if you almost don't. feel like, I mean, I would prefer not to be ghosted, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know if I would prefer a no or not, or just if you don't respond, I, I know your answer. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but well, maybe like I was thinking like, I mean, email is by far the easiest. Cause like we have everybody in like the database, like we have everyone on campus. Yeah. So it makes it easy. But like, I think it's a lot easier to like reach people like on other platforms. But like I, when I don't know anyone else, like, well, see, that's the thing. I don't like, have anyone like on this, my Twitter. Well, like this, the like person that. we're trying to get for an interview, I don't have on any social medias. Right. So like I don't really know anyone on any social media. Like people will follow me because you know I we did an interview. Yeah, um, I mean, I, yeah, I guess we'd mo- I've done through email. The only one that was like after you emailed Adrian, we just like messaged. And I was like, okay, like what time works for you, or whatever, whatever. But it wasn't like we had set up the interview that way. It was just like it was just more convenient, right? Uh, I guess the I mean I guess the exception would be Jake because teaser. Hopefully that's who is my first interview, Mr. Jacob Gladio. Um, I just hit him up on Snapchat. It's <laughs> like, yo, what up, Broski? What's your schedule looking like? That's yeah. you know, there was one that I didn't do it in a traditional way, and that was Amanda. I saw her at the depot. It was a day before we were <laughs> recording, and I was like, and it was one of those weeks where everything was getting postponed, and I was yeah. like. I, I I was like, what is your schedule for, yeah. for Tuesday? She's like, who are <laughs> you? <laughs> no, she. <laughs> I had a class with her. We <laughs> later that day, and I was like, and I I've like we've talked before, and I was like, mm-hmm. um, what's your schedule looking like? Because I've asked her before, hey, who'd be good for an interview? Yeah, and she said basically anyone on the team. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, and then supposed to you know simple answer. Yeah, and then I I saw her, and I was like, um, hey, I'm if you're able, I need you for an interview because this episode is going to be two minutes long. <laughs> yeah. And luckily and then, she did. And then we gave her the storm center blessing. And since then she's been raking doubles. And don't mention it on the podcast. <laughs> it's not going to go over for anyone. You know what? You're right. You're right. I should probably stop. <laughs> I'm just going to turn to the Madden curse. Oh, and also, um, shout out to Amanda for this interview you're about to listen to because, um, I was wondering, I, I asked her, like, what should I ask Adrian? Because I didn't know what to ask yeah, for, a, yeah. for a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And she was giving me a bunch of information, so thank I thank her for Shout that. Shout out, Mando. Yeah, because um, she helped me with um, Ulrich being, like, the number one pitcher in the conference. I had completely forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. 
and just a bunch of other stuff with well, that. So yeah, number thank one, you, Amanda. Number one, according to the MIAA, not to yeah, yeah, try yeah. and storm center. We all know who's number one. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. <laughs> and we and let's not spoil it anymore. Uh, first question I we asked Adrian was, why do you think that, or like, do you think that you got snubbed for player? Yes. Because I mean, she didn't say yes because she's Well, don't humble. spoil the interview. Oh, yeah, that's right. You might have to cut that out. Just, uh, yeah, that's our first question. Just, do you think you got snubbed? Whatever. I mean, if they listen, they'll hear it, I guess. Yeah. Now that I can listen to the whole interview because I spoiled it. <laughs> All right. What is happening? <laughs> On to the interview. Oh, my goodness. And now we have a special interview with trying softball pitcher and who should have been last year's uh, MIAA player of the week, Agent Rosie. Thank you for being here, for one. Thank you for inviting me. But also, we were talking about this last week's episode. You got snubbed. There's just no other way around it. And Yeah, she did. <laughs> she got snubbed. MIAA, we're looking at you. Yeah. I mean, we were very critical last week's episode. <laughs> it's going to continue this week. But we know that, like, we ask these athletes that are usually humble about the stuff. But um, how did you feel? Because you had a no-hitter – Made history, or like the fifteenth in school history, or maybe even twelfth. I think. I think twelve. Twelve. So 12. yeah, I mean, I'm even snubbing her right now. But um, <laughs> what was your reaction to that? Um, honestly, I'm gonna give you the humble answer. Uh, the girl that got it was Haley Ulrich, and she's like the she's a really good pitcher in our conference. And like after the no hitter, I cause was kind of like expecting it a little bit, but I did give up like four and runs against Calvin. And that was pretty much what set me off and gave it to her. So I kind of got unfocused in our second game versus Calvin. That's my bad. But I don't know. I mean, honestly, that stuff doesn't really matter too much to me. I just want to win games. That's true because I tweeted out in the Storm Center account saying there's no way that Trine <laughs> yeah, doesn't sweep yeah, this week. Jinxed yeah. <laughs> us. Look, like, I you mean, know. I, I felt like it was – I felt like it was safe to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I understand, like, okay, whatever, you gave up, like, four in runs. But also, you've faced 16 batters, and you struck out 15 of them. I don't think I've ever seen a stat line like that ever in my life. So, <laughs> also in five innings. So, yeah. there's that. And we were looking at the stats uh, for Haley. We said this last week, too. Like, no disrespect to her. She's a good pitcher. But uh, against the same St. Mary's team, she just didn't have the same stat line. I feel like that just speaks for itself. I mean, the common opponent type thing. You know, yeah. So, whatever, though. I guess it's in the past. You just have to go and get another one. But I was um, talking with some different people, and they're saying that Ulrich she pitches a ton. Oh yeah. And like, someone said that she'll probably pitch both games against us if she's a hundred percent able to. Yeah. So she's just a workhorse. Oh, out for there. sure. Yeah, she's super strong. She's honestly really good. She's a great hitter too. Like, so much respect for her. But you know. I think we play them next week, mm -hmm. and I she'll probably go two games against us if she's able to. She's like their number one, and then after that, I'm not sh quite sure how much they have for pitching. So we expect her for both games, but I think we're ready. And that's one of those things where she won last year's Pitcher of the Year, correct? Mm -hmm. What is that like going into it? I know that you're not really going to face up against her in the box, but what is that going to be like for the whole team going up against that for two games? Um. Well, so when we went down to Florida, we played against, like, Christopher Newport and some All-Americans. We've played against, like, three All-Americans, I think, this year, just in Florida and Georgia alone. And um, I think we've, we've done – we've played against that level of pitching before, and I don't know if Haley um, is, like, 
all American style, like uh, whatever, you know, but I think we'll be ready. And I think, I think she's a great opponent, but I think we'll be all right. And I want to say that last year when you were starting out, we were, we were up in the booth. We were kind of confused freshman pitcher coming. We didn't really know what to expect. You were throwing straight heat and did not (laughs) allow an earned run for like, it felt like two months. Mm -hmm. What was that like to start out on that hot of a streak? Um, honestly, that was, that was pretty fun. I don't know. That was like the first time I got recognized for stuff like last year. Cause all throughout high school, I had a lot of, um, great athletes all around me and stuff. And so for softball, like I was kind of just like there, but it was the first time that I'd actually gotten recognized for softball, anything softball. And <laughs> shout out coach, shout Miller. Out coach Miller yeah. <laughs> coming through. Yeah. I, just having a good start last year was great, but I had, I just got to stay humble and stay focused now. Because uh, it was insane just going out there because all I was hearing about all year was Campman, Keppel. Mm-hmm. Then no one was mentioning you or Lauren Clausen. You guys both did great this year and last year. Mm-hmm. And it was just one thing where we were thinking, like, dude, Adrian Rosie might win pitcher of the year just because she didn't allow an earn. I think how many earn runs did you have last year? Like I two? no idea. I think it, my ERA at some point was, like, ninth in the nation. Someone was telling me, and I was like, Dang, I didn't even know that. But I also didn't have that many innings. You know? That's true. But, I mean, you finished with .89 for the season. That's true. That's and, true. Ben, yeah. I'm telling you, it was like three or four weeks, just zero, 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 zero. <laughs> Man, I, I, did a, well, I did a softball game last year. I don't remember who pitched, though. I'm not sure if it was you. Oh, no, I'd have to ask the real John K. Yeah, the real John K underscore. underscore. <laughs> have you guys seen Lauren's ERA though this year? Mm. I think it's at like point eight. Like she's, I mean, oh, I have she's insane. Just, see. I wanted to ask this about the whole pitching staff because, <laughs> and going into last year, you were sitting behind Campman, who is a legend here. Mm-hmm. Keppel is just always solid. Yeah, and then you and Lauren are so good, and Elizabeth Cook has really stepped up. Absolutely. What is it like just being in a staff like that? I love all of them. Like we're all really tight, like as friends, and then also like. Lauren and I especially, we push each other. Her and I are kind of similar in almost every way, like personality-wise, and honestly just like body physique and stuff like that. But just like how we push each other in practice is like why we end up doing well in games. And like her and I, we're partners for everything. We, If we're doing like workouts and stuff, her and I will always push each other. If she's doing like the speed on four on the treadmill, I'll go 4.1 and we'll just keep on, we'll keep on upping it and like, um, it's just constant competition between us, but it's like friendly and we hang out outside of softball and it's like, it's always good. Like we have really good relationships and I'm really blessed to have them backing me up too. Like if I don't have a great game like yesterday against Kalamazoo, I didn't have a good game, but Anna Keppel was there to back me up. And so was Lauren and E. They, they all did a great job and like I can always depend on them. Yeah, because one thing that we always talk about is a constant. We always talk about the youth of the team and the pitching staff yep, and how every time. great everyone <laughs> is. It's just one of those things where – I don't know how Coach D does it, honestly. I don't know how you guys even get outside to different colleges because they're missing out for sure. Coach D is a genius, I think. He's he works a, so hard. Like, he's, I respect he's the him next so Rob much. <laughs> <laughs> he is the next Rob Hoffman. Adrian just gave me all I needed to know. <laughs> Man, but uh, so I was looking at your uh, your stat line so far in the season. Um you know, I guess I'm I guess I'm a numbers guy or something like that. Um, so right now in the year, you have seven. You've walked seven batters and you struck out eighty four, 
And right know. now, your uh, strikeouts per seven innings is sitting at 909. And I don't know if you're aware of that, Adrian, but I think that's uh, pretty nuts. <laughs> that's you. that's crazy. And so I've never played softball. Uh, so I'm not really sure what all goes into that. But, like, I don't know. Could you, like, explain the feeling, like, when you're in the zone, you know your pitches aren't working. Like, how is that, like, feeling, like, when you're just in the circle and you know anything you throw is going to end up being a strike? Oh, my goodness. Um, Shoot. Honestly, I just go one pitch at a time. Like, when I'm doing my best, like, say, take the no-hitter last week, um, I just go one pitch at a time. And my mentality is just like, well, here I go. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, I don't know. It's just one pitch at a time. And, like, once – because we take so many reps at practice. We're pitching all the time. We do endurance – type training and um we basically are ready for the games and once you get to the game it's just you're you're ready to go you know so I think just make making sure that I like warm up correctly and getting ready and my getting my spins ready and knowing in the game like yeah I can take this girl like that's just the mentality you have to have even if they're like the best hitter in the nation you're just like yeah I got this one and then Maybe you will, you know <laughs> but if you Maybe if you're you like will. oh shoot they're gonna hit a home run. It's actually happened to me before we're like I thought that in high school. I was like, I hope this girl doesn't ho- hit a home run. And then literally the next pitch she did. I think that's like, <laughs> that's like manifestation right there. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. got to keep a home it positive. <laughs> Man. Um, so obviously you're a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ainsley is a freshman. And she's been doing really well this season Tearing at catcher. Yes. Um, but like – What's, like, the process been for you, too, like, building up that chemistry, you know, mm-hmm. pitcher-catcher chemistry? Obviously, you guys are both very young. What's all gone into that? Um, honestly, I love both of our catchers. Her and Angelina, who's our other catcher, who's a freshman. They work so hard, and they're very coachable, too. Like, I've never seen two more, like, com- coachable and competitive girls. Like, I know that they want to get better, and, like, I really trust them behind the plate, too. Like, I've never had catchers that I can just talk to outside of softball and just be like, hey, like, what's up? You want to go to dinner? And just, like, you're just hanging out and – like, I think the chemistry between all the pitchers and the catchers is great. Usually you have, like, a favorite catcher, but I've talked to all the pitchers and none of us have a favorite, you know. I think they're both very similar, and I think they're both really good. And they're going to – by their senior year, they're going to be, like, complete studs. Like, just watch them because they'll be ready. Like, they're going to be really good. They're going to keep progressing. Yeah, because I was wondering because you went from two senior catchers mm-hmm. to having yeah. two freshman catchers, and I was wondering how that was going to happen. I was like, I knew that, like, I mean, the pitchers are still going to throw strikes. I was just wondering how the catcher's going to react to it because mm-hmm. I would assume going from high school to college, completely different speeds. You're seeing different levels and everything. Mm-hmm. But they've been doing great. Yeah, they they work really hard. I thought Ainsley was going to win a Player of the Week a couple weeks ago. It was against Hiram. Oh, she like yeah. She had a, two balls yeah. that went, like, they were like two feet short of the fence. And like, that was, dude. Oh my goodness, bro! That was such a tease. <laughs> I was getting, I was getting heated up there in the booth, man. But I feel like, I feel like we say that like every every freshman or sophomore on this team, we're always like, just wait until their senior year, they're gonna be crazy. And yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's not BS. Like we're not lying. Like it right. really, it's really like that. Because even with like all the juniors, yeah. Like, I mean, like they shoot. still have another year and right. Some of them, we don't know if they're going to take them, but I've heard they get two COVID years. I'm not sure. Well, oh, like they could take a six, yeah. 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 So, and it's just, I mean, if they do Dude, that, so what I'm hearing is we could have the same exact team next year and the same exact team two years from now minus Mercedes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. <laughs> Dude, 
That would be scary. That would be. I would be on every softball broadcast. No one else. I would TBN, come back. I'd say no one else on TBN is getting any softball <laughs> games. I'm quitting track and I'm only broadcasting softball. You're just gonna live up in the in the. Booth. Hey, I'm down, man. It's nice up there. I stole the sticker from the from the booth. <laughs> I saw that on your computer. I was like, how did you get that? <laughs> it was in the it was in the it was in the booth. It was just sitting there in a the stack, and I was like, yeah, I just <laughs> I needed more stickers. So, man, oh, yeah, just an unbelievable year. Looking forward. We have all of that later this week. Well, that, didn't, that, that we're recording this. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 20th, but have all of that coming up. We've assumed all of that won't be that big of an issue, but, I mean, obviously you can't go into it thinking that. Right. So what's the thought process being like, man, all of it may not be as good, but you still have to prepare? Um, for me, um, most games, every day, like it doesn't matter who I'm playing. We played against, like like I said, in Georgia, we played against, like, Texas Lutheran, who's always amazing. Right. There's teams down there, like Virginia Wesleyan, who are always good. That's the first time I ever saw, like, great competition in D3. Um, last year, we didn't see that level of competition. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like, D3's, like, where's the, like, where's the really good players at? And we finally saw it in, during spring break. So for me, it's like every, every team that I play, it's like I'm playing against Texas Lutheran. That's, it's like, I can't slow down mm. um otherwise like i won't be ready for those types of games down the road so um just preparing for olivet for me it's like i'm not preparing for olivet i'm preparing for christopher newport texas lutheran virginia wesleyan yeah all those great teams that i know that we could play sometime down the road yeah because i remember when that tournament was going on down in georgia and florida and you guys were taking a couple losses there. And people were like, wait, I thought the softball team was supposed to be great. And it was Coach Land was near that person. They're like, they're playing like the best teams in the country. Yeah, literally yes. playing a round robin versus the top teams yeah. in the country. And the thing that is always crazy to me is like you guys started out 16th. After that week, you slipped to 21st after not winning a game. Yeah, I know. Well, we had we have like the second toughest schedule in the country. DePaul has the first. So of course DePaul does. De yeah, of course DePaul. Of course they do. <laughs> Them and their all American pitcher. <laughs> yep. DePaul, man. They just they just keep coming up in conversation, bro. I know. They're like unavoidable. <laughs> we don't ever play them in like any. We played them this year. Okay. Or was like, it or was it postponed? We played DePaul. Okay. Okay. That's what I, was I remember it was down in Kentucky, a couple of them got postponed, right? Like DePaul is like the one school like most of our teams don't play them. Right. But for some reason they just keep coming up in conversation. Softball. They're good at softball. Yeah, so that was always something last year. It's just we were second in the region. Who's number one? DePaul. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just tired of it. Man, I'm excited for next week because I'm doing both the Alma and the Hope games, Those so that'll be a lot of fun. Big games. Drew and I have the Hope game. Yeah, so I signed up for good. the Hope games the second the schedule came out. Oh, yeah, was like, he, was on that. he was on that. Good. I had to hop so on there for someone else tried to steal my spot, man. That's mm. – <laughs> I would I would have taken their name off the schedule, but mine it's a I, little unethical. But I mean, <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I and I always just find it so funny how at the end of every season, no matter what sport, it's always hope at the end because I think they know that we're gonna be the top two and it's gonna decide who's mm -hmm. gonna host something or who's gonna win it. Win yeah, outright. it's always yeah. Funny how that works. <laughs> always. I mean, yeah. I mean, this trying and hope kind of just dominate the MIAA. Yeah. And we talked about that before. Yeah, especially times. during basketball season. Yeah, basketball season a little. It was a little repetitive. I mean, our girls' basketball team, absolute yeah. beasts, man. Oh yeah. my goodness. That's what we would talk about. We'd be like, guess what, guys? <laughs> number one and number two in the conference. Guess who it is? It's still hope and trying. Yeah. It's going to be next year. And yeah, so we just do a lot of hope bashing here 
Actually, no, that's a lie. We do a lot of MIAA bashing here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's needed. Someone's got someone's got to humble uh, humble the MIAA. <laughs> <laughs> we're, the, we're the crusaders right here, Drew. You and I, we're crusaders. We got to do, we got to get the job done somehow. And one of these days you're going to listen to this podcast. One of these days someone from the MIAA is going to listen to this. I cannot wait to be shut down. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a, we're going to get like a cease and desist order from the MIAA. <laughs> yeah, we'll be all right though. We'll just make start it, a new one. Yeah, start a new one. <laughs> We just won't. We'll just take the trine. It'll just be Storm Center. No yeah. trine. <laughs> we could, yeah, and we can true. just be. Then we can just be the unofficial podcast instead of the official unofficial. Yeah, which you heard <laughs> that whole conversation last week. But with that, that's a callback. <laughs> ben, is there any other questions you have? Um, I don't think so. I'm just excited to see you guys play out the rest of the season. I'm super excited. Just ever since like the end of. We were just started basketball. Like, I focused on basketball, but always in the back of my head, I was like, man, softball is going to get going. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be really fun. And we appreciate you for being here. Yeah, and thanks uh, for having me. Good luck the rest of the way. Thanks. Big thank you to Adrian for coming in for that interview. Very nice of her. And good luck to the softball team the rest of the season. They have a fun stretch coming up here over this weekend and on Wednesday. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Be sure to check all that out on TBN. And thank you to Ben for coming in and talking about softball. As always, he's going to kill it next year as full-time host. Cannot wait for you guys to see what he's going to do. So with that, good luck to all Thunder teams this week. We will talk to you next week. We're in the final home stretch of school and everything. It's going to be lots of fun. We'll get some rest and relaxation. It's going to be a lot of fun. So with that, this is Storm Center. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.